When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 102, 102, Chuck Freebie. Exciting. Exciting to be here for 102. We've got to figure out now what we're going to do for these triple-digit numbers. What I'm going to do is see if I can find out, like, a significant number that accords to this from sports. So, in, so for instance, you know, did somebody have 102 stolen bases? In yes. I am on board something with like you. that. Mm-hmm. 102 home runs. Right. 102 points in a basketball game. Which hasn't happened, but nevertheless. Are you sure about that? Well, it might have at the college level. All right. Episode 102. Let's uh let's see here. Let's 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 go baseball today. Let's go baseball. Well, exciting news in our area in that Jordan Brewer out of St. Joe, Michigan, young man who really struggled to get some recognition. Uh, when he was a high school player, uh, was na- named to the East-West All-Star Game, but wound up having to go to Lincoln Trail Junior College to start his career. Where in the world is that? It's over in Illinois. Okay. And then persevered there, did good job, was observed by the coaches at the University of Michigan. They signed him to come over to Michigan. This was his first year playing there, and all he did was become the Big Ten Player of the Year. And he goes in the third round of the Major League Baseball draft to the Houston Astros, who have done a terrific job in the draft over the years. I mean, that's where they got guys like George Springer and Alex Bregman. And so Jordan Brewer hoping he can follow in those footsteps and work his way up in the Astros organization. Now, you were telling me off podcast, this young man reached out to you a while ago. Had you had interaction with him before he reached out to you or just... You think somebody gave him some advice to kind of help him, help you, help him steer? He he was a multi-sport athlete up at St. Joe. So I covered him playing football against Lakeshore. We did those games a couple of years when he was playing for yes. the Bears. Okay. So I got to know him then, and, and I had reached out to him on Twitter a couple of times, um, mainly just kind of small talk type of stuff. And then in November of 2015, he had reached out to me saying, hey, do you know any way I can get on the watch list for this East-West All-Star game, which is a 
a big deal up in Michigan. They play it at Comerica Park, and a lot of college scouts are there. And I said, I, I don't have any connections, but I have a connection to somebody who probably has those connections. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to my person who loves to help kids, former coach, and he did his part. And then Jordan got hurt his senior year playing football, so he had to go through some physical therapy and get back on the field. And I think that's one of the reasons that colleges didn't look at him that much is they weren't sure that he was going to be healthy enough to be a factor. But all credit to this young man. He's put in the work. And it showed up on the field this year. He was a dynamic player for the University of Michigan. Power, speed, he brought it all to the table. My nephew graduated from Adams State in Colorado this past May. My daughter graduated a year ago. I wrote the same thing in their graduation card. Networking is still a big deal. And you just gave me proof once again of... I know a guy who knows a guy. Right. And being able to network with people, talk with people, be persistent. And uh, I'm telling you, networking, getting your foot in the door is still a big deal. And for him, it's it's proving to be everything because that signing bonus you get for being a third-round draft pick, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's going to be over a half million dollars. Notre Dame pitcher Cameron Junker. Here's another story of perseverance. Cameron Junker really wasn't all that great his freshman and sophomore years at the University of Notre Dame. And Notre Dame had a young man who was a bullpen catcher by the name of Luke Vandertai, who did all kinds of analytics. You know, they shoot every pitch. They record every pitch, location, and, and they can tell you now, you know, how, how much spin you have on your pitches, things like that. So he did all these analytics, and he went back to the coaches and players and said, these, these are the kinds of things that will make you better. And Cameron Junker took it to heart and worked on his game and helped throw three shutouts for the Irish this year. He's big kid, 6'5". So he's got a good frame to him. His fastball is in the low 90s. Needs to develop a little bit of accuracy with his secondary pitches. But apparently the Pirates thought enough of him that they took him in the 10th round. And obviously he's got a choice to make. He's a junior, so he could come back for his senior year. But the thing is, in baseball, if you come back for your senior year, you kind of lose that bargaining ability with a team. Whereas now he can go to the Pirates and maybe get a little bit more money above his what they slot him at because he can always say, well, I could go back. Cubs finally shake off that St. Louis stinky stuff. My goodness. Yeah, they weren't good over the weekend in St. Louis. They have been good the last two days. I don't know if that's because of the addition of Carlos Gonzalez and some uh, some injection of enthusiasm or just somebody different on the team to kind of shake things up but Gonzalez has done a nice job in right field he made an amazing catch on Monday in the game against the Angels swinging the bat pretty well Javi Baez has homered in back-to-back games his bat had cooled off a little bit so it's good to see him going you know just playing at home I think does a lot for this Cub team and they really feed off the energy of playing at Wrigley Field And so they've won two in a row. John Lester threw very well against the Angels on Monday. They win 8-1. Hendricks threw 
pretty well last night. Quality start, no question. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Rockies by a count of 6-3. to three. So two in a row for the Cubs. They're back uh, in a tie for first place now in the National League Central. What's Gonzalez's first name? Carlos. He uh, he played here at South Bend. He played, came up in the Diamondbacks organization, so he played for the South Bend Silverhawks, wound up going over to the Rockies, played about 12 years for the Colorado Rockies, and, and was a, I believe, three-time All-Star. Did not sign as a free agent. There were quite a few players this past year that didn't get picked up as free agents. Guys like Carlos Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell. Well, Gonzalez has signed a minor league deal with the Cubs, and they only played him about two games in Iowa and brought him up right away. Hmm. Um, Actually, he started the year, I think, with the Cleveland Indians. Didn't hit well for them, so they released him. And um, maybe he'll be a a, a spark for this team. And he's no young pup either. He's one of the older guys. He's in his mid-30s, so... They're also hoping he can give some veteran leadership because this is still a fairly young team with guys like Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Russell. And, Early twenties, yeah. And and we think, oh well, they've been around for a while. They were on the they were all on the World Series team, and yes, that's correct. But they're still fairly young guys. Yeah, there's another Carlos playing in Chicago, chasing after that what's left of a dream. Uh, do you think he'll ever get a chance? Zambrano's pitching out on the northeast side or something? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think his best days are behind him. I wonder if that's just a stunt to get people to come out to the minor league ballpark. Well, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, he has to be complicit in it. He has to. There has to be some want to for him, and I think there is. I think he would like to try to get back to the major leagues if he could, but... I just don't see that happening. How long has that been? Has it been a handful of years? Uh, it's been at least, I think his last year with the Cubs was 2015. He had a little bit of a temper, didn't he? Yes, Is he, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What else he got? Let's talk White Sox. Well, the White Sox had been playing really, really well, and it looked like they were going to hit the 500 mark last night. They were up in the game 5 nothing. Yohan Mankata hit a moonshot in Washington they were clicking along, and then Ronaldo Lopez, and, and we've talked about this on the Yak previously, in the fact that you get to the fourth and fifth starters for the White Sox, and I don't know how to tactfully put this other than they stink. Okay, They're not good. And Ronaldo Lopez looked like a talent who was developing up until this year, and it looks like he's taken a step back this year. And he blew that 5 nothing lead for the White Sox, and they wind up losing to Washington last night by a count of 9-5, to so that drops them instead of one game under five they they're now two games under five hundred, and we'll see if they can bounce back tonight. Tigers win. South Bend Cubs are now 21-7 at home. You know, isn't that remarkable? Wow. I mean, Buddy Bailey's team has really struggled on the road this year. But at home, uh, much like the parent team, they're really, really good. 21-7 and seven at home. They win 5-4 last night. They are nominally still in the playoff chase. Remember, the Midwest League breaks this into two halves of the season. So you can qualify for the playoffs just based on how you do in the first half of the season. And the reason they do it that way is because you'll get all, this, all these players like Jordan Brewer and Cameron Junker that we just talked about. You get players drafted now in June. 
and they'll report to their clubs. So the roster will shuffle around a little bit in the second half of the season. Some new guys will come in. Some other guys might be sent down or moved up. And so a team looks a lot different the second half of the year than it does the first half. So you can qualify for the playoffs in either the first or second half of the season. College Softball World Series. UCLA walked off Oklahoma last night. Oklahoma had been kind of a dynasty in college softball as of late. UCLA had had a run, but they had not won a title since 2010. So they come back and win it last night by a count of 5-4, to four, sweeping the series against the Sooners. And the Bruins take their 13th college softball championship. Who's playing uh, college baseball World Series? Well, they're still trying to work on that. And Jordan Brewer and his Michigan team uh, have to go to UCLA this weekend and take on the Bruins, who are ranked number one in college baseball. Big series down in Baton Rouge this weekend. Our buddy Paul Maneri and his LSU Tigers have home field. But they're going up against Mike Martin, the winningest coach in college baseball. And the Florida State coach has already announced he's retiring at the end of this year. His team put on a late-season surge just to get into the tournament. They win their regional, and now they go to Baton Rouge to try to continue this little storybook season for the retiring head coach. So a lot of eyes of college baseball will be on Baton Rouge this weekend. Hopefully a lot of eyes on TV 46 this weekend. You've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Talk about uh, this softball game. We're excited to show the Bremen softball team Class 2A state championship game. Bremen takes on Tecumseh. I'm going to go down there this afternoon, get some interviews that maybe we'll be able to play on the Yak on Friday, and we'll certainly have them splashed across 46 Sports social media, either on Twitter or Facebook. The star of this Bremen team is a young lady named Erin Koffel. Uh, between her and I, we have hit 50 home runs in our high school careers. And, uh, okay, she has all 50 of them, which is the Indiana High School state record. She hit a ball the other night, Corey. Now, remember, a high school softball field, it's it's 200 typically down the left field line, okay. maybe 215 to set her. Somebody, a buddy of mine who uh, tweets at me, walked it off after he saw the ball land. It went 290 feet on the fly. So it cleared the left field fence and went another 90 feet. To put it into perspective, go out to your favorite slow-pitch softball diamond where the guys play in the summertime. Okay, It's 300 down the line there. So she would have almost taken it to the fence in a men's slow-pitch softball game with what she hit. She just She hits the ball with a ferocity that I have not seen before. And she's only a junior. She got an offer from the University of Kentucky before she played an inning of high school softball, and you can kind of understand why now watching her. But she is not the only effective person on this team. They have a pitcher by the name of Kaylin Shively, who is outstanding. Uh, Caitlin Traxler gives them some good bats as well. So uh, Mike Huppert's team went to the state finals last year. They played Speedway in the finals and lost 5 nothing. Speedway had an outstanding pitcher. Now they will face Tecumseh. These two teams tied for the number one ranking in Class 2A at the end of the regular season. They were destined to be here, and here they are playing in the state finals, a game you can watch live on TV 46 Saturday afternoon at 1.30. Now, we've also got 
baseball semi-states going on in Indiana. Mishawaka, we talked about them a little bit Monday night. They beat Lake Central 2-0. Sam Shively and Ryan Watt combine on the shutout in that one. And so now Mishawaka plays Hamilton Southeastern in the baseball semi-state Saturday down in Plymouth. The Cavemen will probably turn to Grant Jablonski, who has had a monster year. I believe he is 9-1 on the mound. His ERA is right around .40. He's batting over 400. He leads the team in RBI. He leads the team in stolen bases. He's just been a treat to watch. He'll go up against a Hamilton Southeastern team that is 21-8 on the season. Uh, They, too, have really good pitching. I believe the young man's name is Tyler Schweitzer, uh, 1.26 ERA, 8-1 on the season. So it should be a heck of a pitching duel, which is what you expect when you get to this point of the tournament. And that'll be down in Plymouth about 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So the good news is you can watch our game on 46, get in the car, go on down to Bill Nixon Field, and watch the Cavemen try to make it to the state finals. Mishawaka has not been to a baseball semi-state since 1997, so this is a big deal for the Cavemen. Can you talk a little bit about this new commissioner with the Big Ten? Kevin Warren is a graduate of the Notre Dame Law School, um, really has had to overcome a lot of adversity in his life. He had some physical ailments when he was a kid, and the doctor said, what you need to do is get in the pool and swim, which is not something a lot of African-Americans always have the opportunity to do. But he did that, and he got in the pool and swam and, and became one of the first black swimmers in his high school, uh, became successful enough that he went on to go to college, came to Notre Dame and went to law school, He was most recently working as the chief operating officer for the Minnesota Vikings. And he will become the first black commissioner in a Power Five conference. He's going to take over from Jim Delaney, who has been, boy, between Wayne Duke and Jim Delaney, they've been the head of the Big Ten since time immemorial. I mean, the Big Ten has really had some stable leadership. And they're hoping that Kevin Warren can continue that. As he takes over, he's going to learn. He's going to work with Delaney for about six months before Delaney steps down in January. And then Kevin Warren is going to become the uh, the face of the Big Ten. Game three of the NBA Finals, series tied at one. That game is tonight. The French Open, a couple of familiar names get wins. Yeah, let's talk about that NBA series because uh, <clears throat> we mentioned the other night that Golden State was playing outstanding team basketball. And now they, they go home. The big question mark entering this game is the status of Clay Thompson. He kind of aggravated his hamstring on Sunday night. So how much will he be able to go? Warriors already playing without Kevin Durant. Uh, but I have the feeling the home cooking is going to be good for Golden State. They're going to wind up dominating this series by the time it's all over. As for the French Open, you know it's amazing. How long have we been talking about Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, it seems like these guys have to be almost in their 40s. They're definitely in their late 30s. Uh, but they continue to dominate on the tennis circuit, and they will go head-to-head in the semifinals of the French Open. I believe that match is coming up on Thursday. Were you a tennis player at all? I played a little bit of tennis, yeah. Yeah. Any of the kids? Uh, TJ is a captain of the St. Joe tennis team. They started their summer workouts last night. 
Your wife play? Um, she has tried to play. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a wonderful sport for people to continue to do as they grow older. Chuck is about r- getting ready to get rid of Netflix, and he can talk about that or tweet about that or whatever. But I want him, <laughs> I want him, and I want you to watch when they see us before you get rid of it. Tell me about this four-part series. Each episode feels like a hour-long movie. In my opinion, well shot, well acted. The soundtrack is very fitting. It's about the Central Park murder that happened a handful of years ago. Five young African Americans were picked up, uh, tried, put into jail. Four of them put into juvie. One of them put into adult jail. Mm. That's the whole fourth episode is his story, and that's the hardest one to watch. I'm sure. Um, But ultimately... All five of these young boys get out of jail after being in there for over a decade, and New York gives them $41 million. But they were wrongfully convicted. In the first episode, you kind of watch how the evening unfolds of what happens. The second episode is watching the police go after these boys because, you know, somebody has to answer for this, and you know, police and and prosecutors all want to get their person, no yes. matter what. And to the point where I was pointing at the TV uh, to Chuck this morning, the, the prosecutor is under heavy fire for you know pulling back the curtain on this and going, "What have you done? What did you do?" And she's written a handful of books and whatnot, and she comes across as a real super villain in this series, episode three is about the four boys that do get out of prison and trying to acclimate back into life. And then episode four is the young man that goes to adult jail. And, Chuck, it is hard to watch. It's one of those things you almost want to show your kids and go, look, you never want to go to jail. Here's why. Yeah. And uh, and he makes it through and then finally gets released. And then you get an update on the five guys at the end of the episode. But like I said, well shot. You know what? I kind of feel like, and I don't want to get too political, I kind of feel like there's a secret agenda underneath here. It's a shot across the bow at Trump because he put some money into the, he took out a page ad in one of the New York newspapers of like, bring back the death penalty for these boys. And so there's there's a little bit of his storyline sure. weaved in here, pre-presidential yada yada. But ultimately, it I I'd love for you to watch. I just think it's one of those things you watch it and you have a great discussion about afterwards. All right, it's called When They See Us. Uh, the director's getting a lot of attention. Her name is Ava, something or other. I can't think of it. And you'll recognize a few people, okay. uh, a few actors or whatnot. But um, the young boys, in my opinion, that they get to do uh, their portrayal is 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 amazing. When they see us. On Netflix. On Netflix. Okay. Okay? Uh, By the way, I promised you at the beginning of the show we would come up with something for 102. 102. We can now refer to this as the Lou Pinella episode. Lou Pinella hit 102 career home runs in his major league year. Is he a a manager? He's a manager of the Cubs. And the Reds, he managed the Reds to a World Series title. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're famous for throwing bases yes. and the cap and kicking things. You know, all the things you could do before they put replay into the game. Uh, Lou Pinella, 102 career home runs for episode 102.
You can always email us if you'd like. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. On Twitter, Sports Yak with two Ks. Follow Chuck at 46sports. On Instagram, you can see the now infamous kickboxing kick heard round the world. <laughs> on Instagram, Sports Yak with two Ks. Is that all we got? I believe so. I'm Other sure. than two words of advice <laughs> for the maniacs out there. Ooga This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.